Something extraordinary happens here at St. Joe's every year during the month of November. Extraordinary things are always happening here, but especially in the month of November. And sometimes it's easy to not notice it or just pass it by. What I'm talking about is that setup directly across from me in the narthex, right under the stained glass windows. Well, you see where pictures of people have brought in pictures of their loved ones who've passed on. In November, in the Catholic Church, it's time we think about those who've gone before us in life. But if you've just kind of walked by quickly, and maybe you contributed one of those pictures, so you haven't walked by quickly, but if you haven't stopped sometime, just stop. Maybe come a little bit earlier to Mass or linger a little bit longer. And if you have kids with you, all the more reason to stop and just to look at those faces, to gaze into their eyes. Now, today we have Java with Joe, so it'll be happy chaos back there. But even maybe as you're getting your munchkins or your coffee, let your eyes gaze back a little bit. And then do come when it's quieter, maybe even during the week. Now, just because that's how life is, most of those pictures are of older folks. But if you look closely, you'll see some younger ones as well, tragically taken early in life. And what I'd invite you to think about, as I try to do as well, especially in this month, as St. Joe's is asking us to think about service, is just to ask yourself, what's the service that these people have done over the course of their lives? Whom did they serve? How did they serve? What did it look like? What motivated them? I mean, so often if you're like me, when you hear the church say, you know, you should really think about service, I'd start flipping through what are my volunteer opportunities. If you're a high school kid, maybe you need service hours to build up. And it's easy to think of service, always a good thing, so don't mishear me. But it's easy to think of service, again, as something you just kind of take care of until you stop and really look at your life as a whole or look at the life of one who's gone before and then just say, how did they serve? Because most of the service those folks offered over the course of their lives was not to get service hours, was not to volunteer for some cause, was the service of raising a family, the service of taking care of a spouse, the service of working a job or multiple jobs over the course of a career path, the service of being a citizen, the service of just waking up in the morning and trying to do the best that they could. And as we take advantage, I hope, of this 90 minutes of service that St. Joe's is asking for, if you can find 90 minutes during the month of November, to in some way, shape, or form, allow that to grow out of that deeper service we're all called to. To be alive in the Christian spiritual life, in some sense, is to be a person of service, if we understand it in that way. And so, maybe in today's readings, we're invited to think about wise service versus not-so-wise service. We've got these wise virgins in the gospel, okay. But if you're like me, it's so easy just to look at it as a little lesson of, you know, be prepared, like the Boy Scouts or whatever, get ready because you don't know when the moment is coming. I think Jesus is talking about a lot more than that. 
And I would suggest that on our side of the resurrection, right, for them, Jesus hadn't even died yet, let alone risen from the dead and sent his spirit. But for us, we've got all of that. We can't hear that parable the way they heard it in the gospel. So what I would suggest is our worry isn't, am I going to be outside, locked out or not? You're already in the party. We've got to be clear about that. The question is, are we going to share in the joy of the party? Just to be there doesn't mean we're going to receive the joy and the love of the bridegroom and bride. So how are you wise enough to share in the joy of God's love? That's a weird way of putting it, but I'm a weird guy, so hang in there with me. Look at the first reading. One of the most extraordinary lines you'll find in the whole Bible, talking about wisdom. Wisdom personified so beautifully in the book of wisdom. But what you see there is the line, wisdom makes herself known in anticipation of your desire. Wisdom makes herself known. Wisdom is not what you acquire by cracking the books. It's not what you acquire primarily by just doubling down and trying really hard. Wisdom, real wisdom, biblical wisdom, the wisdom that God wants to share, the wisdom that makes service be an act of love, that has to be revealed. And it gets revealed to us according to our desire. Wisdom lets herself be known in anticipation of our desire. What was the desire? What were the desires of those faces looking out at us from the photographs? What did they want? What did they long for? Yes, they had little day-to-day desires. We all have those. I'm not talking about wants. What was the deeper desire of their hearts? Because by reflecting on those, maybe looking at those pictures, you think about your own loved ones who've gone before you. Maybe they're parents. Maybe they're spouses. Maybe they are children. Maybe they're friends. By thinking about the lives that others have led, sometimes it can be inflamed in us what our own deepest desires are. And then to trust that whatever that desire is, God knows. And the wisdom that wants to be revealed, he wants to reveal to us, is in some way, shape, or form going to feed into the satisfaction of that desire. And there is where our service should be so that our service is wise. Not simply signing up because there's an empty slot, but if we put our name on the slot, to ask yourself, how is this feeding my desire? Maybe your desire is that your children would live lives that are fulfilling, and you sign up for the soup kitchen, fine. If you sign up for the soup kitchen, to look the other people in the eye that you're giving the soup to, to really have a sense of community with the people who cook the soup, to come back from the soup kitchen and to share all of that with the family you have this this deep desire for. I mean, this looks a million different ways. In a homily, I can't lay that all out. You can fill in the blanks. But to see your service in service of satisfying the deepest desire of your heart and to know, well, what service should I do or how should I take it on, or will I have enough time for this, or gosh, I only have 89 minutes to spare, how could I possibly sign up for 90? 
that the wisdom will come, the courage will come, the flexibility will come, the openness will come if we allow that wisdom to meet us where the desire is. So just a little spiritual exercise you might take on in this month of November while those beautiful, sometimes poignant, haunting pictures are staring back at us. Just to stop and look at them. Literally, look at every single one of them. It won't take that long. And if one of those pictures isn't one that you brought in, think about who's staring back at you. Who would go into your pictures you'd put up in the narthex? How did they serve and what did they desire? That's the way to enter into these 90 minutes and turn 90 minutes into a lifetime.